list. Here you go. Right. It's a daf num base. Here we go. Um, so we got up to Amar Rabbi Nosson, which is the fourth line from the top of the page on Nun Bey's Amar Okay? Now, let's remind ourselves, we're not in the middle of a sugya, but we're, we are in the middle of a, a um, topic. In other words, we're not in the middle of a conversation, but let's remind ourselves of the topic that we're discussing so we can co- uh, continue. And basically, we ended off with a fascinating... Uh, argument, really a beautiful argument, which described the path that the Kayin Gadol takes as he walks through the Hechel to the Kaidish HaKadoshim. Did he walk in a roundabout way or in a straight way? Why would he walk in a roundabout way? Sir Yaisi is going to say, um, I'm sorry, so, um, so why would he walk in a roundabout way? So, it was just a brisa. Okay, so I thought it was a name, it was just a brisa. Uh, uh, being a roundabout way, because proper derech you don't walk straight up to the shechina. So you don't walk, boom, like, hey, here I am. However, Rabbi Yaisi says, no, the opposite. He would, because this is how Yedinar with the Ebishter. We don't need anybody in between us and HaKadosh Baruch. Yeah, granted, sometimes we need shluchim, we need messengers, which the kind gadol is on our behalf, right? Sometimes we might go to a gadol, we might go to a tzaddik for a bracha. Are we davening to the tzaddik? Are we relying on the tzaddik? No, we're using the tzaddik as a shliach on our behalf to give us chusim in our in how we approach Hakadosh Baruch But a yid talks to the Ebeshu directly. We don't need anybody in between, okay? And therefore, the Kayin Gadol, when he walks through the Heichel, can walk straight up to the Bayin Shalom. The same way any Yid at any time in their day can walk straight up to the Bayin Shalom and start davening. And therefore, says Rebbe Gracie, it's not necessary to walk in a roundabout way. You can walk straight up to the Bayin Shalom. Beautiful, beautiful discussion. Okay. Now, built into the discussion that we had, we learned, and this is going to be the focus of the Gemara up until the Mishnah on Nun Beis on the Beis. Okay? We learned, the, we were going through the dimensions, and we, we said that according to the Rabbanan and the Mishnah, there were two curtains at the end of the Kaidesh, at the end of the Heichel, as we entered the Kaidesh HaKadoshim. Why? Because in the times of the Mishkan, the first base of Mikdash, there was an Amma thick wall. In the second base of Mikdash, there was no wall. And therefore, to fill up that space, that ama, they weren't sure whether the wall is considered inside the Kaidah Shakadashim or outside the Kaidah Shakadashim. Okay, what level of Kedusha did that ama wide wall have? Is it considered, again, the Kaidah Shakadashim or just the Kaidish? How do you view it? Herzakhib Jonathan, welcome in. Okay, so, so um, we said, therefore, the Rabbanan said you put up two curtains, one curtain on the Kaidish HaKadoshim side of the Amma, another curtain on the Kaidish side, and that in-between is kind of like in limbo. We're not sure what to consider it. Remember that? We, we discussed this yesterday, this Amma-wide area. Keep in mind, however, this is going to be our opening discussion for today. You ready for this? Here we go. Keep in mind, it seems that there's a doubt whether it's Kaidish HaKadoshim or Kaidish. That's the problem. The Gemara is going to be bothered. Who says it has Kedusha? Who says Maybe that one ama area of the wall was just
just thickness. Why does it have to be like inside the Kaidish Akadashim or like the Kaidish? Who says? Why you take it on a premise it's going to have the holiness of one? Mechatesi. Okay? Let's get into this discussion here. Very interesting discussion. Okay? We got the question. We got the, what, what's going to be going on. This Amma wide area that has no wall. Amma of Nassan, four lines stopping the base of it out. Amma tracks in this Amma of everything. Whether it's like the Kaidish Hakadoshim, the inside or the outside, which is the Kaidish slash Hechel. Maskavla Ravina Ravina says, one second. One second. What sort of question is this? Is it like the Kaidish Hakadoshim? Is it like the Kaidish? My time. What, what's their question? Listen to this. Beautiful. The first base to make the Shlomo Melech built Hashem was 60 yamas long, 20 yamas wide, 30 yamas high. And it says, That the base on Mikdash was 40 yamas long from the front of the Heichal Uksiv. Behind the curtains was 20 amos long, 20 amos wide, and 20 amos high. Listen to this, ready? These are the dimensions, the Kaidish HaKadoshim and the Kaidish. We're not sure that amo wide wall, is it considered part of the 20 amos, or is it considered part of the 40 amos? If that is the Shaila, again, if the Shaila is... Oh, well, we're not sure whether the wall is within the 40 Amas of Heichal or the 20 Amas of Kaidish HaKadoshim. He says like this. When we say that the, the Kaidish HaKadoshim was 20 Amas, that means it was 20 Amas in space. Inside the Kaidish HaKadoshim, you had 20 Amas. And when the Heichal, you had space of 40 Amas. So that means that that one Amma was not part of the Kaidesh and not part of the Kaidesh HaKadosh. It's neither. Because if it was one of them, then the, if you consider it part of the Kaidesh holy area, so then the Kaidesh only had 20, 39, not 40, because uh, you also have that extra Amma. And if it's part of the inside, then it's 19, it's not 20. We're not considering the thickness of the wall part of the dimensions of either one. So says Ravina, why is the Chacham assuming, uh, why, why are they Mesopic? Why are they in doubt? Is it part of the Kaddish? Part of the Kaddish? Maybe it's neither. Maybe it's not part of the Kaddish. Not part of the Kaddish Kaddashim either. Teda, and I'll prove it to you. Okay? I'll prove to you that it doesn't need to be either part. Because we have other Mishnayas and Brises. When it talks about the walls, it actually lists the walls separately from the hollow areas of each room, when we talk about the space in a room, we mean the space of the room besides for the wall. And I'll prove it to you. How is Ravina going to prove it to us? Listen to this. We learned in the Mishnah, the Hecho was a hundred by a hundred by a, by a, was a hundred, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, let me read this again. Ha-hechol, the hechol over here, we're referring to the whole base on Mikdash. Okay? Meya al meya bero meya. It was 100 amas long, 100 amas wide, 100 amas tall. Kaisal ulam chamish. The outside wall was 5 amas wide. See, just look at the, what's happening. When we're giving measurements, we're mentioning wall areas. 
So already Ravina's got a point, and Ravina's saying, when you ever want to talk about the space taken up by a wall, mention it. It's listed differently. Why the Chumam again? Again, back to his question. Why the Chum saying, you know, we don't know whether this one Amam wall had the holiness, the Kedush, is it part of the Kedush HaKadoshim? Is it part of the Heichal? Says Ravina, maybe it's part of nothing. Maybe it's just, there's its own area called the wall. And I'll prove to you in Mishnayis, we give areas to the wall. Kaisalulam Chamish. The outside wall was five Amas wide. Bulam Achasesre. The Ulam itself was 11 Amas across. Kaisal Heichal Sheish. The wall Heichal is six Amas wide. Varka Yabam Amas. And forty amas long, but amma traxin, and then amma. Then there was an amma for the for the um, uh, separ, uh, separating wall. Then he had twenty amas Then he had a wall thick up, six amas of wide. Then there was an area, a little room that was six amas. another outer area that was chamish, uh, that was five amas wide. Be it as it may, why are we listing this Mishnah? Ravina is saying a point. If you want to talk about walls, we'll talk about walls. This Mishnah never spoke about walls. So why the Chum and that with his part of the Kedushim? Maybe it's neither. Again, he's, he's thinking, we're just explaining what his question is. Maybe this one Amma wide area where the wall used to be separating the Kedushim, maybe it's neither. On that, the Gemara answers, correct. Ravina, you're forcing us to clarify our statement. And here's what we were in doubt about. We were not in doubt about whether it's part of the Kedush HaKadoshim. We were not in, in doubt about whether it's part of the Echel. You know what we're in doubt about? Just what level Kedusha it has. Period. End of the Gemara. We're saying to Ravina, you know, you're right. Our doubt is not, is it measured as part of Kedush HaKadoshim? Our doubt is not, maybe it's measured as part of the Echel. You know what we're in doubt is? That listen, if there's a wall Listen closely. This is very logical. If there's a wall between the Kedush and Kedush HaKadoshim, isn't it sensible that it's going to have the Kedusha of one? What are you going to tell me? No, here's the Kedush, then there's a wall. That wall has no Kedusha, and, and then you go right into the Kedush HaKadoshim. Come on. This wall, whether or not it's counted physically to the dimensions of the Beis HaMikdash, is a non-factor. The Shaila still is. The Shaila remains. What level of Kedush does it have? It's not part of... Well, what's, is it part of the Kedush HaKadoshim? Is that the Kedush of the Kedush HaKadoshim? Or does it have the Kedusha of the Heichel? Period. Okay? Now, I want to pause for a minute. I want to pause for a minute. We now know... We now know what the, what the doubt is. The doubt is this one Amma area that used to be a thickness of wall, what Kedusha does it have? And therefore, in the second base of we hung up two curtains, one on the, 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 what we'll call the outside of that Amma by the Heichel, and one on the inside of that Amma by the Kedusha Kedusha. This way, people know to be careful in this, in this uh, doubtful area. Don't go in there. It might, be part, it might have the holiness of the Kedusha Kedusha. Okay. I want to introduce the next piece of Gemara, okay? And the next piece of Gemara is the following. We're, there's a statement, we mentioned this in the Drusha a few weeks ago, 
Commas, commas save lives. Commas, comma, right? Where you place a comma save lives. How do you know that? Because if a person says, let's eat grandma, grandma's dead. Yeah? But if a person writes, let's eat, comma, grandma, and he's inviting grandma for dinner. So commas save lives. All right, the humorous thing that they write. Commas save lives. All right. Another joke about, yeshiva should joke about commas, is there's two yeshiva guys running at the public pool, and the lifeguard, you know, blows his whistle, and he says to the yeshiva guys, can't you read? He says, walking, no running. And they tell him, no, you can't read. The sign says, walking? No, running. Yeah. So it, it depends where you put the question mark. It depends where you put the emphasis. How you want to read something, if you're smart enough, you can pull it off. All right? You can pull it off. Okay. So this Gemara is going to show us that the doubt about the level of Kedusha of that one ama thick wall is it has the Kedusha. We know it's not part of the dimensions of the Hechel Gershah but the level of Kedusha, okay, that doubt comes from a Shaila in a Pasuk about where to place a comma. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Beautiful, fascinating Gemara. It's going to take us, take us to the Mishan on the base. Says the Gemara behind Udam Rabbi Yechon, this Rabbi Yechon, that means when he says, by Rabbi Yosef Eshotzel, Yosef from Hutzel. Remember this name. Remember this name. We're going to need it. Yosef from Hutzel. Ask the Shaila. It says in the Pasuk. Okay, now this Pasuk is from Navi. It's a Pasuk in Navi. This is going to be a very important fact for later. The Pasuk says in Navi, There was a separation inside the, the Beis Hamikdash towards the inside. Hechen, he prepared, to place there as Arayim Bris Hashem, the Arayim of Hashem. Now, Ibayilahu, they asked a Shaila. Okay? Now, Ibayilahu means um, uh, Yossi, uh, Yosef Ishutzel asked the Shaila. Ready for this? The Shaila is like this. Hechi Ka'amar Kra. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Udvir Besay Chabayis? There was a, separa- a separating wall inside of the Beis HaMikdash. Listen now, he's reading this Pasuk. Kama. There was a separating wall in the Beis HaMikdash. Mipnima, on towards the inside, Hechen Lasit and Sham, he, he set up the wall to put it there. Now, that's one way to read it, okay? So according to this, that means that the wall, if you put the Kama before the word Mipnima, that means the wall is not part of the Kedush HaKadoshim. Does not have the holiness Kedush HaKadoshim. Ay Dilma, or perhaps we should read it differently. Hachikama, this is what the Pasuk means to say. Udvir kama, the wall that was inside the Beis HaMikdash towards the inside. Now what does towards the inside mean? Towards the Kedush HaKadoshim, which means it has the holiness of the Kedush HaKadoshim. Hechen Lesit Hashem be put there, period. Okay? So Yaisi ben uh, um, Yaisi ish Hutzel, ben says this whole shaila about what level of kedusha the wall has. It's a shaila in the pasuk in Malachim of where to put the kama. Does the kama go before the word mipnima, 
then it means that the wall has the Kedusha of the Kodesh. If it goes after the word Vipnima, that means the wall had the Kedusha of the Kodesh HaKadosh. That's how he explains the Shaila. Now listen to this Gemara. Beautiful. Ready? Gemara is now going to say, Is Yosef of Hutzel really in doubt about where the Kama goes on this Pasuk? The Hatana we learned in the Brisa, follow closely. We're going to go in a little bit of a halacha uh, marathon. Here we go. The Tana learned in the Brisa, Isi ben Yehuda. The Gemara soon is going to tell us Isi ben Yehuda was Yosef Ishotzel. Isi ben Yehuda says, There's five psukim in the Torah that I don't know where to put the commas in the Pasuk. And depending on how you read the Pasuk with the comma, it changes the whole shot of the Pasuk. Where are the five places that I'm in doubt in the Torah? Where to put the comma? And it has direct impact on what the Pasuk means. Listen to this. Kishma. Here we go. I don't know about the, about the word se'es. Okay? Now what does the word say? So Rashi helps us out by all this. Rashi lets us know this is referring to... Um, uh, the story of Cain and Hevel, after Cain kills Hevel, so Vayemer Hashem al-Cain, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Cain, Lama charalach, why are you, why are you angry, Lama why you, why you, why are you so down, yeah, why are you uh, depressed, Vahalai, listen to this, Halai, but, Imsetiv, if it's good, Se'es, then you'll be forgiven, Then you have the Yitzhahara here, you know, uh, for Tzaras. Now, we're not sure where to put the word Se'es. Se'es can either be that you were atoned for. Remember, there's a whole discussion whether Cain was ever atoned for his Avera. So if you read it, Halayim Se'etiv Se'es, it's good for you that you were atoned, so that means you got a Kapara. But it says, if not, or you could read it, Halayim Se'etiv, but... If you do good, then okay? Then there, um, if you if you do good, you shouldn't feel bad because you're going to carry your averus. And if you don't do that, then your 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 avera is going to remain sitting at your doorstep. So what do you what, what's the shiloh here? Do you read it halayim seitiv seis? Or do you read it, Bahalayim Seitiv Se'es? Okay, where do you put the comma? Depending on where you put the comma, determines whether Kayan uh, received his kapara or not. And we were unsure, uh, and this is one example where we're not sure where to put the comma. Another example where we're not sure where to put the comma was by Mishukadim. This is very simple. Uh, basically, by the Pasuk referring to how the Menorah was made. So it says you should make it engraved like almonds. And there's a shiloh whether it's going, what should be engraved like almonds. It says, uh, Does it mean the cups should be like the almonds, because that's the beginning of the Pasuk, or does it mean the end of the Pasuk, which is like the knobs and the flowers? Okay? We're not sure where to put the comma there either, so we're not sure which one is supposed to look like the almonds. Also, the word machar, okay, that's very interesting, where Maishar, we're fighting against Amalek, and Maishar Abenu tells Yoshua, to go fight against Amalek, Machar Anoichi Nitzav. Tomorrow, I will go up on the mountain. The Shaila is, did he tell Yeshua to go fight tomorrow? Kama, 
and I will go up in the mountain, or did Maisha tell Yeshua to go fight now, and tomorrow Maisha will go up in the mountain? Does he want him to fight tomorrow, or does he want him to fight now, and Maisha only needs to go up in the mountain tomorrow? So that's another Shiloh. We're not sure where to put the comma and how to understand the Pasuk. Arur, also for the word Arur, where we're talking about Shimon and Levi in, uh, in Parshas Vayechi, where uh, uh, Yaakov Avinu is going through their, uh, is, is giving them Musr, Okay, so it says, um, does it, is it is it ikrushar kama or apam, or is it ikrushar ar that they bit the they, they were like the the axe of the accursed one, referring to Shechem? Are we talking about Shimon and Levi's anger being cursed, or is it no? Are we talking about Shimon and Levi's axe that they tried to destroy Shechem, the cursed one? Okay, so we're not sure which, where the word R is going on. Going on Shimon and Levi's temper or on Shechem? The come. And also the word the come. Okay, what's the word the come? So because Baruch Hu tells Maish Rabbeinu he's going to die and he should lie down with his fathers, the come, and get up. Ha'am hazeh, this nation is going to go off the derech and, and follow ways. So. Do you put the comma before become meaning? Because Baruch Hu tells Maisha, go lie down with your forefathers. And the nation is going to get up and turn away. Or is Hashem telling Maisha Rabbeinu, lie down with your forefathers and get up, comma, with them. You'll also have Tzchias with them. And by the way, Kal Yisrael is not going to be in good shape after you pass away. So five different examples where it makes a tremendous impact on where you put the comma. Okay? And how you read this Pasuk. Now, this list of five, does it talk about the Beis HaMikdash at all? No. And listen to this. Listen to this. Very important. The Tani we learned in the Brisa. Hu Yosef is Shotzol. Hu Yosef Abav. Hu Yosef Ben Yehudu. Yosef Ben Goriari. Yosef Ben Gamliel. Yosef Ben Meal HaMashmar. Yosef Ben Akiva Shmoy. This is all the same person. His real name was Yosef Ben Akiva. Yeah? But he had all these other names for various reasons. So how can you tell me, ask the Gemara, that on the bottom of Amud Beis, Yosef Ishutzel was in doubt about this pasuk where this Amawide wall went. Level of kedusha. If there, he himself lists five places that he's in doubt about where to put the commas, and this is not part of his list. Agut the, the thickness of the wall is not part of his list, and this must be he wasn't in doubt about this. Answers the Gemara. Yes, he was. But these five psukim are all psukim from the Hamisha Chum Shaitaira. The thickness of the wall is a pasuk from Malachim. Remember we said, remember where this pasuk is from? From Malachim. So where did he say there are five times where he's in doubt? In the Hamisha Chum Shaitaira. Maybe there's another time he's in doubt in the book of Malachim. Okay, so that's one way to wiggle out. Says the Gemara, be the Raisa Leka. Are there no other psukim in the Torah where we're not sure where to put the Kama? He sent the young men of Klai Yisrael and they brought up Eilus from sheep. And, he, and they, they brought Zvachim Shlamim Lashem Parim bulls. And we weren't sure. I'm sorry. Maybe you read it. They shechted Zvachim Lashem that were Parim. Aidoma Idividi Parim. Or maybe it means that both the Ayla and the Shlomim were both parim. So you see from here, depending on where you put the comma, determines what type of carbon you're referring to. And Rav Chista was in doubt. So you see other cases where there's doubt. 
Answer the Gemara very simply. Yeah, true. The Rav Chista Masafkle Lisi Ben Yehuda Pshitulei Shkayich. Yeah, Rav Chista wasn't that, but we're, we're giving a list of of this person, uh, you know, of Lisi Ben Yehuda. He wasn't in that about. He didn't have a shaila. And Mamela, there's no uh, there's no question on him. Period. End of that Gemara. Okay, so clear, very good. So let's just uh, wrap up, wrap up, quick overview of not every detail that we learned, but just what the Gemara was trying to accomplish for today on Ahmed Aleph. So on Ahmed Aleph, the Gemara um, picked up with this, we were discussing this one Amma area of where there used to be a wall. And we thought the Shiloh was we, that they weren't sure whether the wall is considered inside the Gezi or inside the Hechel. Ravina asked the Shiloh, maybe it's neither. And the Gemara agrees, yeah, it is neither. It is. doesn't have to be either. But our Shaila is not which one it's part of. Our Shaila is what level of Kedusha does it have? Is it part of the Kedusha of the Kedusha Kedushim? Or does it have the level of Kedusha of the Kaidish? And that ultimately the Chacham were unsure about. And therefore they left this Amma wide area to, to be safe, to make sure nobody entered the Kaidish HaKadoshim. Why did they have this doubt? Because they didn't know how to read this Pasuk in Malachim. Okay, about whether it was considered kilifnim, like inside the Kedesh HaKadoshim, or not. All right, Kabbalah. Very good. End of that Kamara. We now continue on with the Avaida of the Kayin Gudul on Yom Kippur. Here we go. Zog We just said there's two curtains. One towards the Heichal, one towards the Kedesh HaKadoshim. Zog So the curtain on the side of the Hechel was pulled back. Hadarim from the south of the Hechel. And the curtain on the side of the Kedesh HaKadoshim was, was also pulled back towards the Tzofen, towards the north. And this allowed, pulled back means it left an open space for him to now walk through as he entered the Kedesh HaKadoshim. So he walked it between them until he reached the northern side because that was the, the northern side is where he was able to leave that area and enter the Kaddish HaKadosh. He reached the Tzofen. He turned south. He walked um, with the curtain on his left side. He's now inside the Kaddish HaKadosh. The Aaron is on his left. And he walks until he reaches the Aaron again, which was in the center of the Kaddish HaKadosh. He reaches the center. What's he holding in his hands? The coals and the, and the Kataris, right? As he's walking, right? He took it. He's walking through the Hechel. We discussed last uh, blot and a half was discussing his route that he took. But he's still holding these coals. I hope he wasn't staying there as long as it's taking us to learn this, you know? But he's still holding his coals on his katairs. What does he do? So he comes to the Aram. And he puts the coals down in the center, in between the poles. Right? There were poles on either side of the Aram. So he puts it down, the coals, which the katair is going to burn on top of. And then he took the Kitaris with his hands and he put it on top of the coals. According to this Mishnah, he did a lot at once. Okay? The whole room started filling with smoke. The Gemara will discuss this. Uh, you know, what this process was, and if we wanted it to fill with smoke fast or slow. 
Yotza uboloi b'derech beis klitzasi. Then he left and he uboloi, but he went out the same way he came in. Not only the same direction, but he was facing the same things, which we know. Very important message, right? We know that a person walks out of a bismajish, you walk out of a shul. What do you do? You turn around out of respect. You don't turn your back as you leave, right? A person does uh, goes up to Aron Kaidish. Step out, you, you face the Aron Kaidish. The Kain God will walk to the Aron facing. When he finished, he, he, he stayed. He didn't turn around and walk. He didn't turn his back to the Aron and walked out. He walked out backwards. Okay? And then he said a Tzfila Ketzara. He said a very short Tzfila. Okay? Very important to know that he said a short Tzfila. Why? Did he say a very short Tzfila in the Kaidash? It is. Remember, there were times where uh, the Kaingado was Nishgit, and Kaisal didn't know whether they had a Kapara. So the faster he came out of the Kaidash HaKadoshim, the more relieved everybody was. He got out of there alive. Yeah, they got their Kapara. It's very important to know when, when's the right time to be from. It's the right time to be from. Yeah, I would say practically speaking, for us, yeah, n- not so much, but sometimes you have uh, you have uh, young people. Yeah, they, they have a big mitzvah to stay out late at their friends' chasnas, being with and kala. Meanwhile, their parents are sitting at home, shvitzen, making sure their kids are okay, right? Or you have uh, parents that drop their little stunning kiddos off at the Bubby and Zaidi, yeah, because of course Bubby and Zaidi love watching the kids. For a half hour, right? Because then you can send them home. But the the parents go running off to the dinner and the whatever, and they stay out till one o'clock in the morning. Because of course they're the Bubby and Zadie are happy to stay up late, and they're doing a big mitzvah of joining a parlor meeting. And meanwhile, the parents are nervous, right? Parents are always parents. That's it. It never stops. Very important message. You have to know when it's appropriate and the right time to be in the place that you are. The Kaingado was not the time for him to start shuckling. It's my one time a year. What do you mean? It's the one time I'm ever going to get married. My friend just got married. He's never going to get married again. I need to be at this chasnale. It's the one time of the year the Kaingado goes to Kaingado. Let me daven along Ishmael Ezra. No, come on. Let me have. No. No. There's people outside who are nervous. You do what you got to do and you get out of there. Zehu. You don't, you don't be from another people's chasm. Okay. Says the Gemara, Zok the Gemara, Which Mikdash are we referring to when we discuss this Avaida? Ilam of a Mikdash Risha. If you can talk to say you talk about the Mikdash Risha, and you have a Parechas, the curtains weren't there. Yeah, we said, oh, the curtain on the outside of the Hechel was, was held back, right? The inside, there was no curtains, there was a wall. Okay, so it can't be that one. It must be the Mikdashani. But here's the problem. There was no Aron in the Kaidish Akadashim by the Mikdashani, Gavaldi Kakasha. Miyava Aron, but I learned the Brysa. Misha Nignaz Aron, Nignaz Uima, Tsenas Hamon. When the Aron was hidden away at the end of the first base on Mikdash. Also, the, the jug that the Mun was put in. Now, what's that referring to? We know that at the end of the era of the Mun, Akadish Baruch Hu instructed that the Mun be put away for safekeeping to remind Klaus of this tremendous miracle. I'm sorry. Not at the end, I'm sorry. Right in the very beginning when the month started falling. Very important message in that. Dafka, not at the end. I'm sorry. 
because at the because Baruch wanted that first month to be wrapped up because that first month was astonishing. Forty years in, no one was impressed anymore. But you wrap up that first thing to remind ourselves, wow, that was that was kind of surprising. Food comes from heaven, you know. It's like whoa, you know. So, um, uh, but that was hidden away as well. Also, the tzluchus, the jug of the head, the shemana mishcha, the the miraculous staff of Aaron with the shkedim uprocheho, as well as the flowers. Okay, the story of Kairach when Kairach tried saying that Aaron is not fit to be the kain gadol, and Maishar Abenu, uh, you know, gave them the challenge, and the staff of Aaron miraculously. Uh, blossom, and the presents that the Plishtim sent to LAK Yisro. Okay, this is during the, uh, this is from Shmuel Hanavi. Um, that um, Klau Yisro had a tough time in battle, and we ended up bringing the Orain with us uh, into battle, and um, it ended up helping us be victorious. And ultimately, um, ultimately, uh, the Plishtim tried getting us to sin by sending us back with the, uh, to do Averis with it, so on and so forth. Um, and they uh, they put on the side of the Oren, the whole Gansa Mice over there, and that was also put away. Shinemar that says, and all of the golden cavern, um, the golden vessels. That you're sending back as a ashram to Simu Ba'argaz Mitzil that you put on the oh, that this is in the story of the Plishtim. Okay. They sent it back and it will go along with the Arun Umi Gonzai. And who who uh, put all these things into Geniza? Who hid all these things? Yeshiyahu Gnaza. Yeshiyahu. Okay, was one of the kings of the first base Amikdash. He hid it. So we know it was hidden already by the first base Amikdash. Umar Gnazai. And why did he hide it? Rosh Akasav, he saw that it says in the Pasuk in the Torah, Baruch will lead you and the kings who you set up over yourselves. So he went and he hid it because he knew that Klai was going into Gullus and he was concerned that the Arain is going to go into Gullus as well. Shenemar, as it says, Put the um, of the bias, Ashabana Shlame Bezdavi Melchisrol, put it away. Ain Lachem Masa Ba Kosev, because you will no longer be carrying it on your shoulders. Ata Ibdu Es Hashem Malaykechem Bez Amoy Yisrael. And this is how we are now from here on forth going to have to serve, um, going to have to serve Hakadosh Baruch. Okay, until now it's been with the Aaron, and now it's going to be without the Aaron. Okay, so. We still have a kasha. Remember, why do we get onto this? Because we're bothered. We said that there's a base hamik, there's a mikdash. What did the kayan do on Yom Kippur? He walked between the curtains. One second, walked between the curtains. That was a second base hamikdash thing. But then it says that he walked into the kodesh hakadoshim and he put down the coals in between the the poles of the aron. But if it's a second base hamikdash thing, there's no aron. Oh, there's an aron. It must be the first base hamikdash. But if it's the first base hamikdash. There was no curtains. There was just a wall. So we're still confused. Okay? We don't have an answer to that yet. While we don't have an answer, we're going to go on a little bit of a tangent and focus on these things that were hidden away with the Aram. 
The Aaron we know was hidden away towards the end of the first base Hamikdash. The Yomar Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Lazar says Asya Shama Shama. Okay, how do we know that that um, how do we know that the Mun was also hidden? How the Mun was also put away because Gzeir Shava Shama Shama. The Asya Dairis Dairis. And we know that the Shemana Mishcha was hidden, Gzeir Shava from Dairis Dairis. Uh, the, the word Dairis is, uh, is written by the oil, which be there for all uh, generations. Um, and so if the Mun was put away, Ladairis, then the oil also, which has the same word, is also going to be put away. The Asya Mishmeres, Mishmeres. And the word Mishmeres, which was there by the, uh, by the uh, oil, also applies to uh, was written by the by the staff. Okay, fine. So that's how we know all these things were hidden away. Now let's go back to our question. This avayda listen the Mishnah is it the first base of Mikdash or second base of Mikdash? Both of them don't seem to uh, to make sense, right? Answer the Gemara Laila Mikdashani. Really, we're dealing with the second base of Mikdash. But one second, how could you put it in between the poles of the Aron if it's the second base of Mikdash? It means makam ha'aron. Okay. Yeah, you could have guessed that's what the Gemara is going to answer, right? That it means the place where the aron used to be, which was in the center of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. It says he put the coals down between the poles. Where's the poles? I thought it was just empty space. Answers the Gemara... Same answer. Yeah, he put it in the space that would be directly between uh, that would be directly between the two poles. Seder. And the same answer that we gave over there would uh, will uh, will give that answer over here as well. He kind of pretended like here's the urn, here's the poles, and therefore he's going to put the coals down in this area. We're now up to the two dots on the bottom of Numbez and Bez. We're going to hold it here. For today, because we're six lines to the bottom, and it's really a brand new sugi that's going to take us well down uh, onto Daphne and Gimel. We'll hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.